0: Welcome back you on The Breakfast Show this morning on Faith FM. Blake, uh, oh I just did it again, I called you Blake, I meant Blair, sorry. <laughs> Blair and I are just about to tuck into some bagels. But before we do, it's time for like, ooh, is it time for the quiz clue or is it time to read out the, um, the text? Okay, quiz, quiz clue first. What number am I? We are getting so close to doing the final draw. What number am I? James addressed his epistle to this number of tribes scattered among the nations.
1: It's getting easier and easier.
0: Do you reckon? Yep. The next one's super easy. The next one will 100% give it away if you haven't got it yet. James addressed his epistle to this number of tribes scattered among the tribes. 0491 064 669 is the number to call. Uh, or text if you think you know the answer, and you can be in the prize draw to win that double set of books, thoughts on the matter, of blessing, and a thoughtful hour. Tracing the final footsteps of Jesus by Jerry D. Thomas and E.G. White wrote the first one. But let's have a look at our text messages. <laughs> Once again, so many messages congratulating Shell on her wonderful music. And she does do a really great job. We love the fact that DJ Shell um, has really great taste in music. Let me just scroll to the start of the messages. Oh, okay, yep. Oh, Frecker, you got it right. Congratulations. Uh, Janelle, I'm so sorry you got the answer wrong with the quiz. You're almost there. Just a few numbers off. Um, Shell, do you want me to read that one about the music? <laughs> no, that one seems a bit long. Okay. Bruce and Liz, you got it correct. Oh, Janelle, you got it right. I'll leave that up to Shell as to whether or not we are uh, we let you have the no no Shell says no okay uh, Freco says sounds like bellbirds live with the veggie farmer yes plants and soil react to your feelings see I knew it I knew plants and stuff react to your feelings I'm going to try and be very uh very nice to Pedro to make sure he doesn't die like pretty much every other plant I've ever owned do you, do you garden much please? I do you know when yeah? you were talking
1: about your your gardening experience I was contrasting it with mine.
0: Okay, so in contrast there so i guess you're pretty darn good at it then
1: uh, yeah well i mean you said it
0: <laughs> no,
1: no 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 i'm i'm growing a bunch of fruit trees and oh, nice. um yeah and um vegetables and, and things like that in preparation for a i'm just living in like suburbia at the moment but we're yeah. really searching for some land and so we're growing everything in pots so we can start
0: Oh, transplanting Yeah, yeah, it. nice. Yeah, yeah good yeah. on you.
1: Yeah, we got lots of stuff. Apples, you know, avocados, mangoes, wow. wow. stone fruit, heaps of stuff.
0: Wow. Yep. I aspire to be like you.
1: <laughs> little worm farm.
0: Oh, serious, yep. a worm farm. Yep. No yep. way. How cute. Got to
1: keep them fertilized. And <laughs> Don't you know. bring
0: those to work, all right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Puppies, yes. Worms, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Margie says, thanks, um. Excuse my ignorance, but what does the word podcast mean? Yeah, I can explain that. I do actually have a lot of people asking what podcasts actually are. So basically every morning when uh, the breakfast show is done, when we do the show, uh, they do record the breakfast show and then they put it onto the website. So you can go and listen to it later in the archives. And they call these recordings podcast. Don't ask me why. It's just a recording of a show. And you can make purpose podcast so you can just like you know, record a record a segment and just have it as a podcast or you can take a radio show like we've done here and repurpose it as a podcast so that's all that really means the podcast has all of the music and the ads and the news and everything taken out of it. So it's not the full show. It's, oh, just, there you go. it's just the speaking. Yeah, yeah. Just just the annoying part. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so you can actually go back and listen to the show um, any t- anytime that you want to. And you there are archives, uh, podcast archives on the Faith FM website going back, I think pretty much since the since the dawn of Faith FM. So it's a really great if you if you need a fix and you gotta listen to something good Maybe if you're out, like, driving. The app is so
1: great. It, can, it's amazing. You access so many things.
0: Yeah, and you can still do it for the website if you don't have the app. I think it's just faithfm.com.au. Um, yeah, so really great place to go to access quality content. Um, question, plants are they good for you? I always thought they were because of how they help clean the air, but recently I've heard because of the water in the pot, it could lead to mold issues. Ooh, we're going to have to get Rod back to answer that one. Well, if one. you
1: have lots of... Um... Water sitting in the bottom of yeah, the pan, but right. like, uh, normally you don't leave lots and lots of water in there. It okay, should be just, okay. I mean, I don't know what you do, but I just. <laughs> don't I ever just, do what I do. <laughs> I just put it in the soil. And yeah. The, the soil, I mean, the soil absorbs the water and I never have an excess of water. I just keep regularly watering. I think it amounts. also
0: depends on where you live. Like, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. All of the new pots have a water compartment Caption at the bottom, at the bottom. Yeah. that has like a. Um, Draws it up. Yes, a drawing system. Yeah, nice. So you do have, like, those water sitting interesting. around. Yeah. yeah, for mozzies to hey, breathe. it's a
1: good question that's been sent in, and I think we should also encourage our listeners to send in questions yes. for Rod. Well, yeah. Because we get Rod back on a monthly basis yeah, as a regular segment. You send us your questions. We'll, we'll give them, them to him.
0: Yeah. Just even if it's not a Rod day, just put question for Rod and then we'll save it up for when he's back. Do you know, speaking of this whole water in pots sitting around, I, I follow a lady on social media on Instagram and she has a really unique way of watering her plants. She lets them get really thirsty and then like once every now and then it's watering day. And what she does is she gets a bigger bowl and she fills it up with water and then she puts the smaller pot plant like Literally dunks it in the water and then just lets it sit there, sit there and soak up as much as it want until it's had a big drink. And she has like a time-lapse video so you can watch the plant just soaking up all the water. And then when it's done, it goes back on the shelf. Mm. And so that way there's no water sitting around and she doesn't water them very often. So, and there's so many different methods. I think this is what I find confusing. There's so many different ways to skin a cat when it comes to gardening. And I'm always like, which one will work? And then I pick the one that oh, I have doesn't. heard
1: it's healthier for them to draw it up through their system right, themselves rather yeah. than putting it on the top. Yeah. But at the same time... That's know, how
0: rain happens. Rain comes down. From the water, top.
1: water. You know, yeah, all fair this, enough. You know? <laughs> yeah. As long I guess as they're like, getting water.
0: Yeah. my I think my key problem is I give them too much water. I, my oh, mum always said I overloved my that plants. That is a problem. Yeah um okay let's see uh Brayden says love your gardening story Mon. I have a bunch of lovely corn growing in my heavily heavy clay based soil from old seed packets from church why can't I have that kind of success why can't I have like old seed packets and clay and still make stuff happen (laughs) yeah good on you Brayden um send some corn our way would you I love fresh corn out of the garden I remember um uh, Lyle and Shell used to live down in Sydney and they would grow corn and sometimes uh, I'd go over for dinner and they would literally like wait until the water in the pot was boiling on the stove and then Lyle would snap it off the head of corn and bring it inside and, and put it in uh, in the pot and Shell would boil it up for dinner just to maintain the sweetness. Was that what was it? Because I think the sugar decreases as soon as you harvest it um, and boil it for three minutes. Is that what you're saying? The sugar starts to... Decreased in three minutes after being picked. See, there you go. So the best corn I ever ate was whenever I went over to Lyle and Shell's house during corn season and uh, and had dinner there. So they are really delicious. Um, thank you so much for your text messages. Hey, if you have anything else to send in, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We do love hearing from you. Oh, and Brayden, yes, you got the answer correct. Well done. Uh, but it is now time for our Bible study. Uh, we are going to be continuing, I think, talking about um, – the you know, what we've been doing the last week. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We've been
1: looking at the three angels' messages uh, in this study um, series, mm-hmm. and we've been particularly looking this week at the theme of the judgment, uh, because in the first angels' message it says, uh, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come. Present tense. Um, the judgment has begun, and, uh, and so... The, we've been looking at why that's good news. Mm. The judgment is good news. Uh, rightly understood, it helps us. Uh, and we see that through the judgment, God's restoring the world to the way that it should be, restoring justice and all of these sorts of things. Amen. So yesterday we looked at um, an interesting little scene in Revelation chapter 4, a throne room scene where John was taken up and given a glimpse of the throne room of heaven. And we're going to look at a, 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 a par- oh, the next chapter now in the book of Revelation, Revelation, uh, in Revelation chapter 5 and we see this uh, this throne again we once again oh. see this throne and so we'll just continue our study here so i might get you to read for us on Revelation 5 verses 1 to 3
0: i am reading from the nlt and it says this then i saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne there was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll and it was sealed with seven seals And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it.
1: Okay. So this is, this is an interesting little scene. So we've got a a scroll that's introduced here. It's got writing on both sides of it. It's sealed with divine seal. No one in heaven and earth can open the scroll. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, it, it's, they're trying to figure out what to do. They can't open it. Um, And then in verse 4, if you want to read verse 4 for us.
0: Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it.
1: So John weeps because nobody can open this scroll. And um, no angel being can represent humanity here. They're, they're, They're trying to open it up. and
0: You're listening
1: to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491 064 669. trying to open it up here, this scroll, and and John weeps because nobody is worthy to open the scroll. Mm. So they find themselves in a bit of, bit of a dilemma, and uh, and then let's read on verses five and uh, and we'll see what takes place shortly after.
0: But one of the twenty-four elders said to me, "Stop weeping." Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir of David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals.
1: Okay, so we see somebody introduced in verse 5 who is, This is verse 5 is the answer to the sin problem. Mm-hmm. It's the answer to the, the whole issues that this world has been facing. And uh, we see this, this scroll that needs to be opened. Nobody's worthy to open it. But somebody comes along in verse five who can open the scroll, and the person is described. Uh, or what? What are some of the describers of this person? What is it? Ha, ha, what, what? What are we? What are we given to try to identify this person?
0: Yeah, uh, he's worthy.
1: Worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, described as the lion.
0: Oh yeah, the lion of the tribe of Judah, and as the heir to David's throne.
1: Yes, uh, the heir to David's throne, or the root of David. Um, so. Who is this person? Um, well, this this is something certainly worthy of study and consideration. Um, and you know, yesterday we spent quite a bit of time exploring the theme of the elders, the twenty four elders, who they may be. Uh, and it's a it's a good practice to try to figure out who the main players are mm. as we're reading through these stories. And the good news is we don't have to guess for these sorts of things. We don't just make up our own theories or ideas. And impose it upon Scripture. We should allow Scripture to interpret itself, mm-hmm. right? To give us um, uh, to help explain itself. So the line of the tribe of Judah. Um, well, what do we know about Judah? Well, Judah was one of the twelve tribes of Israel, and um, and we see we know that uh, Christ Jesus was born of the tribe of Judah, uh, and we see that in Matthew chapter one verse two. Uh, where Jesus it it's describes um, Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. And in the genealogy in Matthew chapter one, it, this is the one that runs all the way through to Jesus. And so Jesus was born of the tribe of Judah. Uh, so this is this should give us a bit of a clue. Um, this nobody's worthy to open the scroll, uh, but somebody who's described as the line of the tribe of Judah. And uh, and Jesus is of the tribe of Judah. Now, a lion. What do you picture when you th- when you think of a lion?
0: Yeah, uh, like a, a huge hairy cat with a mane <laughs> who's about to eat me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the king of the jungle kind of a thing. Yeah, king of the jungle, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. It,
1: lions. Lion is a figure of strength in Scripture, mm, mm-hmm. and uh, we see that in several places um, in in the Bible uh, where the where lion is used as a symbol of strength. And uh, even in the book of Revelation itself, Revelation chapter ten, verse three, for example, talks about um, a roaring lion, um, seven thunders sounding, and um, uh, and interestingly as well, um, the lion is also um, yeah is, is described here as 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 a symbol of strength, and so we have Christ um, here who is of the tribe of Judah and who is absolutely the epitome of strength in terms of. Um, well, every form, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ is is our strength. Um, all things are possible through Christ. And so this this phrase here, the line of the tribe of Judah, is a reference to Jesus Himself. Um, now, when it's not the only figure though that we're given, it's uh, this person is described as the line of the tribe of Judah, but also as the root of David, um, which is another uh, descriptor here of Jesus as well. Um, and we see in Isaiah chapter 11 verse one um, a prophecy about the, the, the um, this idea of the root of David or the offspring of David. Uh, we read it in Isaiah chapter one, it says, "There shall be come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of its roots." And in verse 10 it says, "In that day the root of Jesse will stand up to ensign to the peoples, He shall the nations seek and his dwellings, shall be glorious. Um, Jesse, of course, being David's father. And uh, this being a um, a prophecy of s- someone coming out of the stock or the root of Jesse um, being David's father. Um, and, of course, in Romans chapter 15, verse 12, uh, we read, The root of Jesse shall come. He who rises to rule the Gentiles in him shall the Gentiles find hope. Um, those who have been separated from God, they'll find hope through um, through the root or the offspring of Jesse, David. Um, and so we see here uh, in Scripture a reference to, uh, or the root of David here is a reference again to Jesus who came uh, through the line of Judas and through the line of David. Um, and so uh, this, this person who is worthy to open the scroll is none other than Jesus himself. No other person uh, is worthy, but the one who is, is Jesus Um, And so let's keep reading on. This is important um, information. We see the only one worthy to open this scroll is Jesus. And read for us verse 6.
0: Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth.
1: Okay, and so in connection with this person who's worthy to open the scroll, uh, who we have seen, we can see is um, of the Lion of the tribe of Judah and the Root of David, this reference to Jesus, we also have connected to this another image of a lamb that had been slain. Now, That's also a clear reference to Jesus. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Very much so. Um,
1: You know, one of the keys to understanding the book of Revelation is to go back and look at the imagery that the writer John here is drawing on from the Old Testament passages. And the lamb being slain is a scene taken directly from the sanctuary service that we we read about in the Old Testament. And uh, the sanctuary service was the method that God had established to deal with the problem of sin. Uh, when someone had sinned, they would bring their lamb, and they would bring it to the the priest, who would be at the at the sanctuary, and they would slay the lamb, uh, laying their hand on the head, confessing their sins, transferring the sins their sin onto the lamb. The lamb would be slain and uh, would be um, put on the altar, and the whole process of the blood being taken and put on the um, the veil and the, all of the articles of furniture and the compartments of the sanctuary there were the process of dealing with the problem of sin. And throughout the year, that was, just, that was the daily service we just described, where the sins were um, confessed and transferred to the Lamb. And then all of the sins were stored up in the sanctuary, in the most holy place of the sanctuary, uh, where the yearly service would take place on the Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, where the sanctuary would be cleansed. And, um, and that process would start again for the new year. And so this is the sanctuary system. This is the system that God gave us to foreshadow the plan of salvation. And Jesus himself, when he came, he died the death of a cross. And when he appeared, remember John said, uh, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That was the descriptor that John gave mm. about Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So as soon as John says this about Jesus, um, every devout Jew would know about the Lamb that takes away the sin. That was the Lamb in the sanctuary. That was the sanctuary system that God had given them. And so um, Jesus here is the Lamb. And when Jesus goes and dies the death that we deserved, uh, he uh, the, the Bible tells us that the veil in the temple in Jerusalem was torn the veil in the but separating the holy place and the most holy place was torn down the middle just right as Jesus died, uh, signifying that Jesus had for once and for all committed the sacrifice um, that that all of that sanctuary system was pointing forward to. So here we see that reference here, and um, and Revelation is picking up on that imagery. It's so important to understand this background into imagery if we want to understand the Book of Revelation. We can't understand it in separation from that. Uh, in fact, over 50% of the book of Revelation is made up from quotes and allusions from the Old Testament. So <laughs> we're not going to have much luck understanding this book without doing that. Um, so here we have this, this theme here, the lamb was slain, and this is a reference to Jesus. And so Jesus is worthy. Um, Jesus alone is worthy to deal with this problem, to, to, to open the scroll, to break the seals, and and to stand in our place in the throne room of God. And so we have an advocate in Jesus uh, who is able to stand for us in the judgment scene. And that absolutely is very good news for you and I today. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So, let's keep digging back into our study here with the... Oh, you want to run through, through some clues?
0: Yeah. It's time for the last quiz clue. What number am I? The number of apostles. That's oh, it. all, I'm you. all I'm giving you.
1: Come on. <laughs> let's That's, get back into our study. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one right there will seal the deal.
0: Super easy. Come yeah. on
1: now. Yep. And... Um, Oh, I was about to throw in an extra clue, but I bet... Go not. on, go on. I mean, also the number of um, tribes of Israel.
0: Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, so.
1: yeah cool. All right. Um, well, let's keep digging into our study. We've been looking at this uh, scene in Revelation chapter 5 uh, of the Lamb taking the scroll. And, um, and we see that this the person described who is... Nobody's worthy to open the scroll... Uh, except for somebody described as the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, uh, a lamb that was slain. And so we see this symbol of Jesus, this picture of Jesus, who alone is worthy to take that scroll and open the scroll. And the scroll here is a reference, uh, a symbol of um, the judgment. And so Jesus is able to take the scroll of judgment and open it. He alone is able to open this. Um, and so this is... This is interesting, and I want to just draw our attention to verse 5 there. Uh, when it's describing Jesus, it says, Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to mm. open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. <laughs> I think there's, I mean, what, what we see in this little phrase here, has prevailed, is, is so encouraging for us. Uh, Because Jesus has conquered. He has been victorious. He has prevailed in this great controversy between Christ and Satan. And this little phrase here points directly to Christ's victory in the great controversy with Satan, uh, which is the basis of his right to open this book of judgment. Um, And in in as much as nobody else in the world is, or in the universe, could do this, uh, his victory is unique and um you know an angel couldn't have taken his place a created being couldn't have taken we could humans can't take his place jesus is the only unique person able to to serve this role as our advocate as our savior as our mediator and as our example, and also to represent us in this judgment. And so this is a unique victory, and, and God's character is vindicated in this. Uh, Jesus has prevailed in this great controversy. What, a, what good news, right? Amen, absolutely. That's fantastic news, <clears throat> because um, no matter what challenge we face in this life, however, um, however difficult we face things in this life, we know that Jesus has prevailed. And ultimately, we can sit with him in the throne room of heaven and reign for eternity if we choose to be a part of his kingdom. So let's keep reading on. And I want to go, uh, if you can read verses 8 through to 12 for us.
0: Oh, I hope we're about to find out what's in this scroll because this is a real tempter for us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it, for you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked again and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and the living beings and elders, and they sung in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Is it down to 14? I'm going. No, ahead.
1: no, no. no. Verse, uh, you, you act exactly right. Sorry. Through okay. to the end of 12. Yeah, perfect. So, okay. So we see uh, the continuation of this scene and after Jesus is worthy to open the scroll, after we see this picture of uh, Jesus having prevailed and being able to open this book of judgment, uh, we then see... Uh, all of heaven respond by breaking out in rapturous praise. Mm. And they say, you know, they're, they're, they say worthy is to him. And they're reflecting on the themes here of um, his death on Calvary's cross, his resurrection. Um, and, uh, he, and, and we see because of Jesus' uh, his, Jesus's victory in this area, uh, he is able as our high priest to represent us. Uh, he provides salvation for us. It talks about there in verse 6, uh, you've redeemed us to God by your blood and out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Uh, and so this this message of redemption is for everyone. It's for the whole world. And, um, and this is another reminder of why the judgment is incredibly good news for God's people uh, because any single person who chooses to align themselves with God's kingdom... Uh, then the judgment will be in your favor. Mm. That God will God will um, judge in your favor as you accept Jesus and His blood, uh, it, because we see right here this promise: He's redeemed us to God by your blood. Um, can anything be more encouraging than that?
0: Yeah. That
1: is that is absolutely encouraging. Uh, Jesus stands for us in the judgment. Uh, his perfect righteous life covers us. Uh, his righteousness works within us. To make us new, uh, and we see, you when know, you see these in passages like Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen, that uh, therefore whoever is in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so Jesus uh, works in us. He covers us with His righteousness. He works in us to make us a new creation and to to walk righteously in His law. Um, his grace pardons us, transforms us and empowers us to live godly lives. Um, and so Jesus is everything to us. Uh, we can't live this life in this great controversy without relying wholly and completely on Jesus uh, for forgiveness of sins and also for righteous living as we go about our lives. Uh, and so I think you know this judgment is again, just such a crucial reminder to us of why, we need Jesus so much, mm. and 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 in absolutely a, a, an indicator as well of why the judgment is good news. We don't need to fear. We don't need to be afraid. Uh, Jesus is standing for us in the judgment, and like verse five says, there He has prevailed. So the the victory has already been won. Uh, we uh, we're on the winning side. We know the end of the story, uh, and so. We don't need to be afraid, we don't need to be fearful, judgment has been passed in favor of the people of God, and the purpose of the judgment, uh, as we've been exploring in our theme over this whole week, is not to find out how bad we are, but to reveal how good God is, uh, and we see that shining out here in these pages in Revelation chapter 5, is to reveal how good God is, and um, and to restore righteousness and justice to the world, so I don't know about our listeners, um, whether this week, um, as we've looked through this judgment theme, uh, maybe you can text us in and share with us. Have you learned something new about the judgment this week? Has it helped to reframe your understanding of um, how you view the judgment? You know, we kind of talked early on about those false ideas about the judgment that are out there. Um, have you been encouraged as you've seen that God's judgment uh, is rightly understood is absolutely good news? We hope you have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Amen. And if you do have any questions about the Bible or you'd like to um, maybe receive some Bible studies, you can actually text or call us here. and We can set that up for you, 0491 064 669. Um, We we love talking about the Bible. We love teaching the Bible. We love uh, setting people up with maybe someone in your community that can come and, uh, and give you Bible studies if you're interested to know more.
1: You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: It is time to spin the wheel. I'm so oh yeah! <laughs> uh, congratulations to everyone who's entered. Now let's spin that thing. Ooh. Ooh. Here we <laughs> go. Where will it stop? Nobody knows. Do we do we announce the, the name? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, applause. I'm going to quickly give away the answers before we uh, announce the winner. So, today's uh, answer was the number 12. So, the chapter in, Apost- in Acts that records Peter's miraculous escape from prison with the help of an angel was in chapter 12. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jesus said he could have called 12 legions of angels to deliver him. True. Ishmael had 12 sons. Uh, James addressed his epistle to 12, the 12 tribes um, scattered among the nations. And, uh, and this is the number of apostles or disciples. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's a significant number in the Bible, right? Twelve representing God's authority in his church with the apostles, with the tribes of Israel and all of those sorts of things. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's also. I think you gave an extra clue away before. It's also the number of, um, what was it you said?
1: Oh, yeah, the, the tribes of Israel.
0: Okay, yep. So the person didn't answer their phone. Do we just say their name? Well, congratulations to Diana, who won this week's grand prize, George. Diana, you have won Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing uh, by E.G. White, uh, the book, and also A Thoughtful Hour, Tracing the Final Footsteps of Jesus by Jerry D. Thomas. Two really beautiful books. Uh, they're really going to enrich your life or enrich the life of the person to whom you're gifting them. So congratulations, Diana, and be sure to play all along um, next week. So We'll be doing another giant uh, uh, prize draw at the end of next week, and you can play all throughout the week and try and get your name in. Do you know what? The more quizzes you get right, the more, uh, the more chances you have at winning um, the wheel spin at the end of the day. So in
1: the week, absolutely, got to get in it to win it.
0: Just like Diana did. Good on her. Just a few more text messages are coming. Um, we said, oh, here, Paula says, thank you for this week's Bible study. It flowed beautifully. Glory and pardon worthy is the Lamb. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, Your know, oh, Braden has invited us um, and the entire Faith FM studio <laughs> to come up and have lunch.
1: <laughs> where? Where at? Not New Zealand, is it?
0: No, wouldn't that be great? I think he's going to um, pay for our flights to New Zealand. Isn't that what he said?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think he's up in uh, in Queensland, where um, Lyle and Shell's son Harley used to be the pastor. Where is it, Logan?
1: Yeah, Logan I think, Reserve. I
0: think he's in that. I think he's in the neck of the woods. So nice. yeah, so we're I guess we're going to have to pack up the studio and head up to Brayden's place for corn. I think he's going to serve us corn on the cob. That'd be great. Have you ever had fresh corn straight out of the garden? Absolutely. Yeah, it's the best. It's thanks, Brayden. Um, just send us our flight details once you've booked our tickets, and we'll be there. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to everyone who's um sent in messages today. Uh, 0491064669 is the number if you do want to chime in as well. Um, do you know what? Have a lovely and blessed week. The Sabbath is just around the corner Absolutely. today. is preparation day. So just keep that in mind as you go into your day. Sabbath is soon here. What a wonderful blessing to be uh, entering the Sabbath hour. Thanks for joining us this morning. And just remember, talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will go strong in Jesus Christ. I'd uphold you with the sheep securely fold you.